0: Weekly, text-based, Tanya, we are in, we're starting chapter 41, very good. Okay, the past three chapters, 38, 39, and 40, we're all about the subject of intention. Intention, great. Yeah, intention means the love and the awe of Hashem that we Feel when we do a mitzvah that enhances or intensifies the effect of that mitzvah, like we described it in those chapters, the degree of, of awe and love determines the level of worlds to which the spiritual impact of that mitzvah will ascend. Okay, now what, what we're going to do in chapters 41 through 50, basically for 10 chapters... We're going to speak about awe and love, but in a little bit different way than we were just speaking about awe and love. We're not going to speak about awe and love so much as the enhancer of the mitzvah that you're already doing, but as the underlying motivation that gets you to do the mitzvah in the first place. We alluded to this back in Chapter 3. Back, back in Chapter 3, we said that uh, when we were breaking down the and nafesh uh, and we were talking about the, 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 the intellectual faculties and the emotional faculties. And we said that the emotional faculties are the, the engine that drives mitzvah performance. And then we didn't really get back to that so much. So we're going back to that idea of explaining awe and love as the, the drivers for doing mitzvahs in the first place. And and more specifically, we're going to speak about on love as distinct from one another. And then within on love themselves, we're going to speak about various different degrees and types of these emotions, as well as different meditations that yield these different degrees and different types of on love. Did you follow what I just said?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions. What chapter are we on? <laughs> forty-one. And this theme that we're starting, forty-one, is going to go until chapter
1: fifty.
0: Great. And yeah. we're, very good. And mostly, what are we going to be speaking about? What mm-hmm. to emotions? Love and all on and and love. Okay. Mother, I say all in love for a reason, which you're going to find out today. I love
1: that okay.
0: Why? you. Yeah. Well, fear is uh, is a Type of awe, but it's a very low level. Right. Yeah. Awe? Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about, we're going to speak about awe at length. So you're going to have plenty of time to find out what awe means. Can you
1: give us a teaser and tell us what the last three chapters are about? Hold on. I, no, I'm
0: asking a question right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's a
1: room hold on. A okay. I'm asking a question.
0: Okay. Um, what is the purpose of all in love within the context of these ten chapters? The motivators. The motivators to do the mitzvahs. Very good. Okay, and where do you get them from? Oh, I,
1: know what you're I
0: said it. I did say it. I'm only asking...
1: Where do you get what from?
0: Where do you get all in love from? I mentioned it. Meditation. Meditation, very good. Okay, so the next ten chapters is all about various different, various different uh, levels and types of awe and love. Awe and love are not monolithic. They, uh, each one of them has various different types and degrees, and we're going to learn more about those nuances. It's not just, there's love, there's awe, no, there's a lot of different types, varieties of awe and love, and respectively... There are meditative <coughs> subjects that one focuses on to yield these different forms of awe and love. Is this clear? Okay, and that's what's happening for 10 chapters. And people have even asked me this already. They're like, you know, there are a lot of times in Tanya where it says go meditate and uh, bring yourself to love and awe of Hashem, but you didn't really tell us what to do. Right? People have... All right. So guess what? You're in luck. You're going to have 10 chapters of different things to think about that will bring to different types of love and awe of Hashem. Yeah. Which will motivate us to? You tell me. Motivate us to do what? To serve Hashem. uh, To to serve Hashem.
1: With
0: with love and awe. Yeah. This, like I said, this really, I've said a few minutes ago that uh, this really came in Chapter 3, but he didn't elaborate at that point. Mm -hmm. There are different junctures in Tanya where important points are brought up and then not elaborated upon. And I have my own theories about why certain discussions are put on hold and only elaborated upon later, but uh, I won't get into that. Those are my theories, yeah.
1: Is there any other focus besides meditation that commands more space in Tanya?
0: You mean the the fact that it takes up ten chapters? Uh, No, this is the biggest. By the way, the whole concept of sections within Tanya is made up.
1: About you?
0: Well, not made up by me, but... Yeah, your map. Yeah, my map. But my map is based on the scholarship that preceded me. But uh, what I'm saying is the Alte Rebbe doesn't anywhere say, any, except for the chapter divisions themselves, the Alte the Rebbe doesn't say these chapters are a group and these chapters are another group. But informally, informally, yeah, the biggest group of chapters, meaning the theme that's dealt with for the most amount of chapters, would be this theme that we're well, about to start say, now. What
1: is the overarching theme Well, that's Tanya? a great
0: question. If somebody were to ask me, what is the, tell me, what's the theme of Tanya? I would be hard pressed to pick one. I would actually be conflicted about I would picking I well it's the yeah, yeah, well what does the beta name mean? Yeah, that's that's a that's a cop out because you just say the title. Well, say virtual baiting yeah. good.
1: I think it would be that being a simple Jew is not so simple.
0: <laughs> okay, but the, the people are gonna say what does that mean? So I I will tell you like this. There are two different synopses of Tanya that I would give that are almost, I wouldn't say antithetical, but somewhat in uh, conflict with each other. One synopsis of Tanya, I would say, is it's a book about setting aside emotional perfection and focusing on behaviors. Although, on the other hand, my other synopsis of Tanya would be it's a book about how to bring oneself to feel love and awe of Hashem, they're both true.
1: Doesn't the f- second one encompass the first one?
0: No, the second one sort of uh, implies the negation of the first one because if it's about if the f- if if it's about serving Hashem, regardless of your love and awe, so then it's not about love and awe, <coughs> and vice versa. If it's we'll about. the
1: second one again, please.
0: The second one, it's a book about how to develop your love and awe of Hashem. My two synopses of Tanya are, it's a book about how to serve Hashem behaviorally, even if you lack sufficient love and awe. And and then the other one would be, it's a book about how to develop love and awe. So wait,
1: now I'm really confused. I know know you're confused. only chapters 41 to 50 are applicable? No. We didn't even start. We needed all the background and the uh, syntax and everything. You're
0: asking me what the main theme of Tanya is. So on one hand, the main theme of Tanya is to pursue behavioral perfection irregardless of what emotions you're feeling, even if you're lacking love and all of Hashem. Another synopsis of Tanya would be, it's a manual how to develop love and awe of Hashem. Yes, those are contradictory. I told you they're contradictory. Okay? It's a, it's a complex book. And ultimately, there's a resolution to this, which is basically, it's telling you, do your best to develop love and awe of Hashem, but at the end of the day, when you don't completely perfect your emotions, you'll still have your, your behaviors to focus on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To so now yeah. Love and awe the
0: so in chapter three, he ways. said that unless somebody actually feels something, ultimately he will not continue even doing the mitzvahs. And now we're speaking about the mitzvahs, uh, we're speaking about love and awe as the motivation to do mitzvahs in the first place. In other words, in uh, 38, 39, 40, we're speaking about, okay, you're doing the mitzvah anyway, so do it with more kavanah. Now we're speaking about love and awe as the initial motivation to do the mitzvah in the first place, without which there will not be a continued uh, performance of the mitzvahs. Okay. So that's a lot of background. I'd like to just jump into the text now, okay? Okay, yeah. You say without love
1: and awe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what he says in chapter 3, yeah. Does that still apply here? Yeah. Okay, Mem Aleph, chapter 41. However, it must be known, however is a pivot. However, it must be known, must be remembered always, the, the beginning of service, and its root, and its source. You know, the Altar spent seven weeks with one letter vav. Is it Ikra Shorsha, or Ikra v Shorsha? That vav, he spent seven <laughs> weeks deliberating on whether or not...
1: <laughs>
0: he put it in, he took it out.
1: Yep. How, do we know that.
0: That. How do we know that? Because once his brother, the Maril, Rabbi Hauderleib, walked in and saw him engrossed in writing. He was writing Tanya for decades. And he uh, saw him engrossed in writing. And the Al-Tareb turned to his brother and explained to him that for the past six, seven weeks,
1: yeah, I'm working on How one vav. No
0: and, okay, maybe that's why he said it. He said, I've been working on whether or not to include this letter vav. He says, but uh, that's he says that's the way that Sefer Shalbanim goes. He says that's uh, it's worth it when you're writing this book. So he added it, and in the end, it's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Tanya is written ex- extremely meticulously, down to every letter. Okay. So what is the root and source of all service of Hashem that we have to remember all the time? Woohoo, it is although in general we say that reverence awe of God is the source of go away from evil and love of God is a source of do good there are two general modes there is go away from evil and there is do good and generally they correspond to awe and love go away from evil is an expression of awe of Hashem do good is an expression of love of, love of Hashem and Generally speaking, those categories <coughs> are are descriptive. <laughs> Nevertheless, <coughs> even in doing, even in the proactive performance of mitzvahs, it's not enough just to do it based on love. When we simplify it, we say, yeah, awe is the source of the not doing, and love is the source of the doing. But, It's more nuanced than that that in in reality. Even in the doing, it's not enough to have it motivated purely by love. at the very least, That you have to at least arouse the natural awe in your heart, that's hidden in your heart. We've spoken about this a number of times. the natural awe of Hashem that you feel to not rebel against the King of all kings, the Holy One, blessed be He. And to get that out of the latency in your heart and to get it revealed in the heart or at least in your mind. Meaning if you can't feel it as a full-fledged emotion, at least it should be on your, on your radar consciously as, a, as an idea. <clears throat> you following what he's saying? Generally speaking, if you are simplifying things, love is what you do for your beloved. Awe is what you don't do because of your beloved. You don't go there. You don't overstep those boundaries. (coughs) You hold yourself back. However, taking a more nuanced look at it, the truth is, even in the holding back, I mean, I'm sorry, to the contrary. Even in the doing, even in the proactive performance of mitzvahs, there has to be some level of awe involved as a motivation as well. In other words, it can't be entirely love. It can't be entirely a feeling of a desire to get closer. And he doesn't elaborate here why that is. But... uh, elsewhere, in Tanya and Chesidus, we come to understand that love by itself on its own can actually, even even holy love, love of God, can become on a subtle level self-serving. Because the very nature of love is expansiveness. That's why it leads to doing. Love is what you do for your beloved. And it can become Um, it can become self-centered what I am doing for you and in fact without any boundaries it can become even invasive it can be cloying it can be smothering Um, so there has to be that sense of self-containment which we refer to as yira even in the doing that even when I'm doing for you it's not because I enjoy doing nice things but rather because of a sense of deference when you're not doing it's clearly coming from a sense of deference because inherently you are limiting yourself when you're not doing you're clearly putting the other person first because you are holding yourself back it's in the doing that we have to be more conscious of the reverence and the deference otherwise it can become more of a performance about me enjoying doing nice things okay so he says we're gonna to need to have awe all the time, not just in the holding back, where when you're holding back, awe is the main emotion, which is obvious. But even in the doing, there has to be a modicum of basic awe as well. So that's why I was saying awe and love before as opposed to love and awe, because he's saying gracious aveda veikura shosha. The beginning of service and its root and its source is the awe. You have to have the awe. And we forget the awe when it comes to the positive commandments. So he's reminding us even when we're involved in the positive stuff, there has to be a level of self-containment as well. Okay? So far so good?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Practically speaking, you want an illustration of it? Yeah, like
1: if I'm enjoying the
0: mitzvah and feeling exactly well. the danger is you're enjoying the mitzvah and then it becomes about your enjoyment of the mitzvah, right? Like so the guy who, bad who bad. the guy who is enjoying so much being a good husband that it's not about his wife, it's about his enjoyment of performing these acts of of kindness. So
1: bring, bring it on. That's a bad.
0: You're saying no, that's a bad yeah I mean, <laughs> 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 You're in the wrong
1: place. <laughs> 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 how should practically, like if I'm in the middle of, if I'm engaged in a mitzvah that I enjoy and love, and it makes me feel good and I feel love for Hashem, yeah. should, how do I insert awe there? I feel like there's... No we're, not talk, we're
0: not inserting awe in the middle of, of, of a mitzvah. What's, what's happening is we're describing... For the next ten chapters, we're describing a regimen of meditation that we're going to engage in to increase our overall love and awe of Hashem. So this is not something you're doing in the moment, on the fly. You're, it's not like you're assessing, oh, I need a little bit of a little bit more awe over here. Let me give a boost to that. He's describing just general a general regimen um, that we need to do preemptively, proactively. We need to keep our awe levels up. And then automatically, when you're doing mitzvahs, <coughs> those mitzvahs will be imbued with that awe. Okay. So, he says you have to get, get that, that at least at least into your brain. If you can't get it into your heart, you have, you have to at least get it into your brain. A, a, at least a revelation of the latent awe that we have. That fear of separation that we spoke about in chapters 18 and 19. That the soul abhors the notion of being separate from God for even one moment. And that's native, that's instinctive to the godly soul. We just need to bring that out consciously. So he says, all right, fine, great. So bring that out. How do you bring that out? Dahainu. <inaudible> Namely, here's how you bring it out. Lisbeinen <inaudible> to at least think about in your brain, in your thoughts. saints <inaudible> of Here's a meditation. Bing, 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 bing. Alert notice, do not ask me afterwards when are we going to learn a meditation this is the meditation I'm just notifying you because if I didn't tell you this is a meditation you probably wouldn't think of it that way this is a meditation in fact expert level, it's several meditations, but let's not get too complicated, it actually is several meditations, All right. this is a meditation get ready you're going to think about. A meditation is just a subject to think about. Okay, Here's the subject you're going to think about. You're going to think about the greatness of Hashem and His kingship. Malchus <laughs> which is a kingship over all worlds. <inaudible> the higher worlds and the lower worlds. He's got a big kingship. Not like One of these uh, small little rinky-dink countries. It's a big empire. (laughs) You still thinking? You meditating? Yes. And he's permeating all worlds. He's permeating. What does that mean? He's present within them. He runs through the very fabric and fiber of all of these realities. And he encompasses all worlds because he can't be contained within them. So, what? Oh, we've referred to these concepts before. Yes, we have. These are familiar concepts.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Why are we repeating these words?
0: Because now it's in the context of a specific meditation. the The number of ideas here is somewhat limited. There are a certain amount, I didn't count them, a certain amount of ideas that are s- discussed in Tanya. But the, the way that they're arranged and combined and juxtaposed with each other create the different, um, different contexts. So right now is a context what to think about on a regular basis in order to muster up some basic level awe that you can use when you're doing mitzvahs. So, that when you're doing mitzvahs, even the positive commandments, it's not all about you, it's about your reverence for God. Let's continue the meditation. Let's continue the meditation. So, what are we thinking about? Hashem and his greatness and his kingship, which is a kingship of many worlds, higher and lower. And what is his relationship to those worlds? He's present entirely within them and at the same time simultaneously he encompasses them because he cannot be contained within them so he transcends all of them. okay okay this is a thought this is a complete thought. That's why I really don't want to be derailed. okay let's keep going. like it says is it not that I fill all the heavens and the earth? Now we set that up. Set that up. That's the alley-oop, pass. Now here's the slam dunk. He sets aside the higher worlds and the lower worlds. What does it mean? He sets aside. That proverbially, he gives them secondary importance. He sets them aside. It's not his focus. And focuses his kingship on the Jewish people in general. Okay, what's happening here? We're thinking about the fact that God is a great God with a great kingship over many worlds which he fills and transcends and yet, and yet, that's all the setup. And yet, that's the setup. He focuses his attention ...on the Jewish people in general... ...the love b'frat... ...and on him... ...meaning you, dear reader... ...as an individual... ...specifically... ...because a person is obligated to say... ...the world was created for my sake... ...okay, so what's the meditation now? ...the meditation is... ...we're considering... ...the greatness of God and His kingship... ...and that... ...within that context... He chooses to put his focus on me, on me. Now, stop, pause. Let me ask questions. Let me guide you. Let me guide you. This is just a thought right now. It's not an emotion. Although, maybe it's starting to tickle some emotional fibers and you're starting to feel some feelings. So I just want to ask a question. Do you feel us heading in an Ava direction or a Eura direction?
1: Ava. Ava. The first part is Eura, and the second one is Ava. The greatness of God, you need become an Ava, and then you're like, oh, wait, this is my law. This is a law. I don't think they're mutually exclusive.
0: They're not mutually exclusive, but this meditation has a very specific focus and goal. The purpose of this meditation is to induce yira, to induce awe. That's how, we, that's how we presented the very beginning of the chapter. We said we need some modicum of yira even when doing things for a shaman. It can't just be all love even when doing things. Even when doing nice, sweet, kind things. There has to be a basis of self-containment. And he says, here's the meditation that you're going to use in order to muster up some of that awe. So he sets up a context. First, be overwhelmed. Be overwhelmed. Go to the planetarium and go look at the stars, okay? Be overwhelmed by the grandeur of it all. But it's much bigger than that because it's not just the physical world, it's spiritual worlds as well. It's so massive. It's so huge. And then you start to think about how he's focusing his attention on you. That's not supposed to feel warm and fuzzy, ladies. There are meditations that will induce warm fuzzies. This is not one of them.
1: Well, the focus and attention is not in judgment, but in loving us.
0: I didn't say it's dread. I didn't say that, that he's an abusive tyrant and that we're terrified that we popped up on his radar and we hope he forgets about us. That's not what I said. But it is awe inspiring that such a great and awesome king is paying attention to you. It's not supposed to induce anxiety, but it is supposed to be awe inspiring.
1: It seems to me, Reddit. Yes. That the world created for me and for my yeah. is like a father, a father.
0: We don't call him a father here. Father. But we don't call him a father here. There are meditations, there are meditations where we focus on him as a father. This is not one of them. It feels like this, right? Well, that's why I'm trying to guide you to know what to get out of this meditation. Okay. Yeah. Well, can we continue? Because we're in the middle of the meditation. Let's find out what we're thinking of. Once, so all we know is, he's focused on me. Okay, fine. And where do I get off thinking he's focused on me? Well, bishvili nivah right? Okay. All right. Let's continue. Vuhu gamhu mekabel olov malchusei, and he, he here means you. It's speaking in the third person. That's the formal way you speak. In rabbinic literature, it refers to the person, the reader, as in third person. And he, meaning you, I'm going to just say you. Receive upon yourself Hashem's kingship, meaning now you're actively receiving it upon yourself. It's not just some objective reality that happens to be true whether or not you acknowledge it. You are now also acknowledging it and accepting it. That Hashem should be king over you, and yes, like I said, this is not a father meditation. This is a king meditation. And that therefore you should serve Hashem, and do His will in all manners of the service of a servant. The feeling that it is inducing in me, is that of a faithful servant. It's not a filial father-son relationship, although we will have that later. We're going to have so many meditations, you won't remember any of them. And you'll say, I don't need any more meditations. I have more meditations that I can deal with. But right now, this is a meditation where we're thinking about Hashem as king and us as servants. servants. Okay. Vehina Hashem Nitzav Allah. And behold, Hashem is standing over him. That's a verse from Parashas Veyetze. It's speaking about Yank Vevino. Hashem was standing over him. But we're applying it to all of us. This is one of the 12 Sukkim, by the way, also. 12 Sukkim, we should have a whole class just in 12 Sukkim, a whole series. Twelve Sukkim are the yes. twelve Torah verses yeah. that the Rebbe chose yeah. that should be the foundation of a Jewish child's education. Can I tell
1: you something amazing about that? Yeah. Yes. I was I was in Israel over Lag Omer and there was a Chabad parade of all the kids. Yeah,
0: Lag BaOmer parade. Sure. Yeah. The rabbi called up
1: like, which chi- who wants to repeat yeah. the first pasuk? Yeah, yeah. The second pasuk. Yeah. and they like announced.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what that is.
1: That's what what they they have have so have yes, one of them is Shema. Yes. So you, queen, oh. so,
0: so you you, were, you saw it in Meron by, by Rashbi. No, this, no, this, was, this was in Yerushalayim. Oh, it was in Yerushalayim, on Lag Bamer. Yeah. Yes, it was very common to have Lag By the Rebbe, they had Lag parades. And, up, yeah. parades
1: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, we we should have, when we finish Tanya,
1: should we should have a series so shall, on uh, I'll say it uh, 12 Psyukim. We should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay.
0: Well, so, I, I I'll just put it out there. After we finish <laughs> chapter fifty-three, maybe we'll do uh, twelve pesukim. <laughs> okay. Miracle. So, Vihine Hashem, Vihine! Can I ask
1: you a question about
0: Hashem? Okay. I only got one response over here. Hold on. We're in the middle of the meditation. Okay. V'hinei Hashem nitzav Now here, you still meditate. Hashem is standing over you, and yet, at the same time, zoom out, the whole world is full of his glory. So you're zooming in, you're zooming out, the juxtaposition of the two, on one hand, he's hyper-focused on you, and yet, at the same time, he's filling the entire world with his glory. Umabit all and he's staring at you, you see the the juxtaposition there? He's standing on you. He's filling all the worlds with his glory. And he's staring at you. Staring, by the way, I told you this is a reverence and awe-inducing meditation. He's staring at you. He's not just staring at you; he's staring in you. He's searching. To be beichin means to search. Cloyes, your kidneys, valve, and your heart. Why is he searching my kidneys and my heart? Always you always were thinking about why the kidneys and the heart? Kidneys are fear. Kidneys are... <coughs> kidneys are... The, have to do with the body, no? kidneys are netzach and hoyt. And lev is... The uh, heart. Well, chasid gvura kiferes. So, the emotional faculties. Oh. He's searching... The heart. The heart. Yeah. The heart is the emotions. Kidneys are the attitudes. Netzach and Hayda, the attitudes. Not they're not emotions. They're more I call them attitudes because they're more focused on on execution, as opposed to emotions, which are more abstract, rarefied.
1: And what are the
0: emotions which fears? the emotions are and the attitudes are netzah Where is the car? We should actually also do a
1: What? Yeah, class on that? What? <laughs> <laughs> I said tferes. I said tferes.
0: It's in the heart. I said it. I said it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. You guys, I, we need more focus. We need more focus, okay? A lot of a lot of details getting missed, okay? All right. So
1: he looks into our heart and our kidneys.
0: Yes. Well, he said kidneys and heart, but and heart. I'm not into diukim. I'm not going to. There is significance, he says, kidneys and heart. But Okay, yes. He looks into us, meaning all the stuff that's going on inside of you. In other words, not just your behaviors, that which is apparent by outer appearances, but he's looking into your, your motives. So this is, this is intense, right? This is to induce awe. He's looking into you, okay? And he's assessing your real motives, what you're really, really feeling, okay? All right. Im keroi. If you're serving him fittingly, meaning are you serving him up to your capacity? You're being assessed here. So, yeah, this is awe-inducing. You're being evaluated. You guys get nervous when I ask you questions of comprehension of something I said 30 seconds ago. Imagine how nervous you would get. If the king of all kings would stare into you, X ray vision, into your emotions, okay it would be even slightly more intense than that. Yeah. It feels worse than Yim no, no, it's, it's not supposed to f- hold on hold on a second. You said this feels worse than Yim Kippur. So in your statement you're actually implying that Yum Kipper doesn't feel good either. No, I'm None Yim of this Yim this Yim doesn't
1: does f- feel
0: good. Like oh, okay. Yim Kippur, but this- Sorry,
1: what? What's wrong
0: with it? It's a little intense. It is intense. I didn't say it's not intense, I said it was intense. Okay, it's intense. Yes, it's intense. Yeah.
1: So we have this meditation. Yes. And we're saying that the king, all his, his strength and glory and power, is looking into us. Yes. This is because we're letting him un- under that meditation. But other times he's not going to look into. No, it no, 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 no. Hold on
0: a second. Hold on a second. Your meditating on it is not making it happen. It's, it's happening anyway. Always. <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, exactly. right. right. It's happening always. Yes, you're just thinking about it. And so what's the difference between thinking about it and not thinking about it? Ladies, you got to nail this one. I want 100% accuracy. You got it. Yes, thank you. Exactly. So it's happening either way. Your thinking about it will make you have a, You feel it? Yeah, they have all about it. Okay, excellent, excellent. Very good. Okay. All right. The alkane, therefore... Therefore, there has to be a therefore. There's a point to this. Therefore, You have to serve before Hashem with awe and reverence. Like you're standing before the king. In other words, the emotion of awe leads to service with awe. The point here is it leads to behavior. It leads to behavior. Or it should. Or well, yeah, that's the point. Yes. Ema. Ema. Ema is another type of, you know, oh. I, I run out of synonyms. I need a thesaurus. You know, I have the world's worst thesaurus. <laughs> not only is it terrible, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. They're, they're, sitting, uh, they're, they're shades of... They're shades of all. They're not love. Ama <sighs> v'yuda, awe, reverence. Uh, you can maybe even say fear. I don't like to say fear because it just gives people the wrong yeah, thoughts. is that the same root? Is the mother thing. No. No. We that last. No. Okay. All right. V'yamik and he should deepen. You should get deep with this thought. And he should think about it at length. There's depth and there's length. Depth is talking about intensity of focus. Length is talking about how much time you put in. Meditation. So he should think about this. According to the capacity of his brain and thought. In other words, everyone's gonna have a different level because everyone has a different mind, everyone has different capabilities, but whatever your capabilities is. Come into the gym, how much you're gonna bench? Depends on you, but whatever it is to get a good workout for you. Also according to your free time. Lifnei, now he's going to frame it a little bit more. When should you do this? When's a good time to engage in this meditation? Lifnei, Eisek before you learn Torah. HaMitzvah, or before you do a mitzvah. In other words, you're going to use this meditation to learn Torah and do mitzvahs with this sense of awe. For instance, before you go and put on talas and tfilin. And also, you should think, another meditation. How, you should think about how the infinite Light, which surrounds all worlds and fills all worlds, which is synonymous also with Hashem's will, whom is invested within the letters, the actual written letters, and the chokhmah, the wisdom of Tayda, aye betitzitzay or in the tzitzis or the tefillin that you're putting on. In other words, you're recognizing the divine will and intelligence that is within this Torah that you're about to study, that is within the mitzvah that you're about to do. So therefore, when you're learning this Torah or when you're putting on this Talism film, you're actually drawing down this light upon yourself, the Hainu, more specifically, al kufa. you're drawing this light upon the portion of God, meaning your divine soul we spoke about in chapter 2, which is in your body. To have it be subsumed within and nullified to this blessed light. So that's going to happen anyway when you learn Torah or you do a mitzvah. But we're going to think about it before we learn Torah and do a mitzvah, in order to induce a certain appreciation, specifically within the Kav of Yirah, within the the realm of awe and reverence. Why? Because as we said at the beginning of the chapter, that it's not enough to do out of love, although primarily the primary motivation for doing is love and for not doing is awe. However, even in the doing, there has to be some level of awe. And where are we going to get that awe? So we just described some basic meditations for putting ourselves in a frame of mind that is conducive to awe when we learn Torah and do You're saying how often do you have to reset this intention?
1: No, not how often you have to reset this intention. Let's say you really you work on it and, and you're in that frame of mind. Yeah. Now all the mitzvahs that I do are with kavanah and they're all whatever, or is it that before you do each mitzvah you have to... So and that's and that's, that's
0: what a, what a good about. question. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a very practical question. Um, But I I think it is what I was saying. How often do you have to reset the intention? Like if I switch from one mitzvah to another mitzvah, do I have to do the meditation again? Um, I don't think so. Uh, uh, Although, later in the chapter, he's going to say that if you're involved, I know we don't (laughs) have this problem so often, but if you're involved in one sustained performance of a single mitzvah for longer than an hour, so the spiritual energies in the universe shift every hour. So mm-hmm. then you have to yeah, then you have to reset your intention mm. at yeah, at least at once 12? an hour.
1: Like an example.
0: It doesn't have to be at the hour. It's not like ten yeah. ten wins, no. Once we're in
1: I have in the midst, don't we shift towards a
0: state which is different than the meditation? I think I think you're correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, this is more of what to think in order to enter into the mitzvah, yeah.
1: This is what we think so that we... Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not really talking about
0: them. <laughs> it's another...
1: Um, I think I'm still dirt. very stuck on... On the, th- on,
0: th- th- on the previous three chapters, yeah, right. yeah. It's yeah. different than the previous three chapters, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I have a, a question about something you said at the beginning of the class. Yeah. You said that um, they already spent... Six weeks on Six one Six or weather. seven weeks, Six yeah. Six or seven weeks
0: on and one vav. On one On vav. Vav. And the vav, on the vav from anyway. the how yeah. How long did it take for him to write all
1: 53 chapters on the I told album. you, to, he wrote it for a couple decades. Decades, decades yeah. mm-hmm. So, how yeah. old was he when he passed away?
0: Well, he finished Tanya before he, before he passed yeah, away. Yeah, but how
1: old was he when he died?
0: <coughs> Why? What's the, what are you trying to figure out?
1: He, what, he did it after he died? Well, no, he said he did it before he died. Right. So I'm saying I'm trying to get an idea. If it took him 6 weeks on one letter,
0: it doesn't mean no, so every letter took 6 letter. weeks. Just that letter took that. 6 or 7 line. weeks.
1: Right, that letter. So
0: it, it's, uh, I, I'm sure there were letters that took a second to write. But that letter because of the difference whether you write that letter or not, it changes the meaning. So he deliberated on that particular verb. Doesn't, he doesn't spend seven weeks on every single letter.
1: No, of course not. The, then,
0: then the math would be off. Yeah.
1: The mixes that we do that come from a place of love also need awe. What about the
0: mixes that we refrain, like the Lo say, I guess, like that? Yeah, the Sumeras so certainly is based on awe.
1: Right. Does that get a dose of love?
0: <laughs> okay, that's a great question. Okay, let's let's hold off on that. Okay, I think we're in a good resting place for so this week. Weeks, yes, we're meeting again in two weeks. We do not have class next week.